Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hey everyone, welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am your host, Stacey Heller, joined of course... Hey, I'm your co-host, Eric Ryder. There we go. So our show is a distraction from all that stuff that, you know, you may be listening to uh, at work or at home or on the radio or on the news. Uh, We consume a lot of negative. So... We want to put some positive out into the world, and so and and just some fun as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. This is this is uh, the light side of things. Um, so that's that's the idea behind this show. Thanks to everyone that listens. Uh, feel free to share the show. You can actually listen to it as a podcast. So let's say, uh, especially as school starts, you're used to being able to listen to the show. But now the kids are going to be busting through the door and you don't have the time. No problem. We've got you. You can listen to Don't Ask Me to Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. Right? Look at us. We're problem solvers. So uh, remember, if you would like to connect with us, you can text or you can call and leave a voicemail at 475-999-2726. Or... 475-999-ARC-6. <laughs> That's A-R-C-6. Well done. Like, I I mean, again, we keep changing it. <laughs> That's right. But I mean... <laughs> One of these will stick in people's brains. Exactly. You know, it would be great, uh, Eric, if we heard from people that listen to the show and just let us know what's the one that is resonating with you. Right. That would be so helpful. Uh are you ready to talk about ridiculous holidays? Uh, you know I am. And uh, what did we decide this segment was called? It's our holidays. Yes. Holidays with, with a Z. Z. Yep. Yeah. And I was thinking as I was, High holidays. Oh, high holidays. That's right. And then I was thinking about how at the beginning of the show, our intro talks about how we talk about uh, everything from the ridiculous to the sublime. Mm-hmm. I mean, this falls right in there. Absolutely. Definitely in the ridiculous part. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, these are sort of some ridiculous holidays. However, uh, who doesn't want to know these things? Um, and today is kind of a trifecta of goodness. So I'm going to start with today is National Whiskey Sour Day. Now, here's the deal with whiskey sours. I was introduced to them through marriage much like I was introduced to the Yankees. <laughs> it was um, part of the fine print of my marital contract. And at every Thanksgiving, my father-in-law would make these whiskey sours with Canadian Club and orange juice and lemonade in the blender. And I never really got into them. And then we moved out here to the Seattle area from the East Coast, and we had to start recreating our Thanksgivings away from family. So Pete started making whiskey sours, and then I got into them. And I will tell you, we always do this event on Thanksgiving called Soup and Sours. We make a (laughs) big pot because I'm so thematic. You know, I mean, 
I'm a theme girl. Um, so we do a big pot of uh, soup, butternut squash soup, with a lovely little uh, crostini on top with some gruyere. Anyway, and we serve whiskey sours. Well, we have uh, improved slash ruined many a Thanksgiving because while we warn guests not to have too many whiskey sours, sometimes they do. Mm. And it's the kind of drink, at least the way we make it, that it creeps up on you. And then before you know it, you're taking a two-hour nap on the couch. You know, I'm not sure if I've ever had a whiskey sour. I'm not a big whiskey guy. Uh, so I had to look it up. And here's a simple recipe for a whiskey sour in case you're like me and you no clue, but you still want to celebrate the day. It's two ounces of bourbon, three-quarter ounce fresh lemon juice, three-quarter ounce simple syrup, and one-half orange wheel for serving, and or maraschino cherry. Yeah, well, yeah. here's why the cherry is important in our family. And by the way, you, a cocktail uh, shaker, you put all those in. Uh, and some ice, shake it vigorously until the shaker is very cold, about 20 seconds, and then you strain it and serve it. Yes. So, so why is the cherry important? The cherry is important because the cherry helps you keep track of how many of the drinks that you've had. <laughs> when you see the stems left? Yes. So our recipe, and I will share it on social media so that people can get the recipe. Is it close to the one I just gave? It is similar, but we do it in a blender. So this is like... Smart. We do a 12-ounce can of frozen lemonade that you slightly defrost. Okay, so instead of the lemon juice. Yep. We do uh, 24 ounces or two cans of whiskey. We use Canadian Club. Uh, It is... 12 ounce can of water and then it is about a tablespoon or so of orange juice from like use the same uh, Mm -hmm. frozen orange juice put it all in a blender add a cherry drink and enjoy very good and drink responsibly yes (laughs) (laughs) so well it's it it sounds good no matter what you what you do uh, of course as you said drink responsibly <laughs> responsibly i apparently have not because <laughs> i can't can't talk here and give right? out this recipe but uh, exactly but yeah sounds like fun it is fun and uh i will post the recipe on our uh show page so check out the stacy connects podcast instagram page and i will put it on the story and then i have some archived uh things at the top of the page, including recipes, because Vance has shared some recipes with us in the past, and so I put those recipes there. Uh, Okay, the other thing that today is, is Burger Day, National Burger Day. I love a good burger. Love a good burger. It is, uh, I'm a fan. I'm eager to talk to Vance about burgers at the deli. They don't really uh, make a burger. Typically at a deli, Mm. they don't serve burgers. Um, I got a feeling that Vance uh, is a burger fan, though. I, I, I mean, come on, like Vance is—he's—he's he's just a fan of food, and <laughs> yes. and uh, and I know that Nourish Catering serves burgers because I have had uh, his sliders multiple times, and they are unbelievable. It's like like four bites of yum. That sounds great. Yeah. So, um, and burgers were invented in Connecticut. Did you know that? I did not know that. I feel like there's a lot of dispute 
about where the the burger was invented. So uh, I don't think there is. <laughs> uh, well, if you're <laughs> if you watch enough of uh, the food that built America, I think you may disagree. Well, uh, okay, that's fair. I mean, it's amazing the uh, the history. If you decide to like live in the echo chamber of like, but that's what they say. Um, you're right. There's probably more to the story, but kind of like how ice cream cones were not because some guy like, you know, tripped and his ice cream fell on the waffle maker. Right. Um, I suppose there's more to the story, but I had always heard that they were uh, kind of started or coined at a place in, I think, Hartford, Connecticut. But I may be wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's uh, quite a few places that claim to be the birthplace of the burger. But that just goes to show just how popular it is and how ubiquitous that has become. Oh, and watching uh, different shows, going to different uh, restaurants, seeing all the different takes on a burger, I mean, it's really cool to see what people do. And uh, It's crazy to think that there was a time before the burger existed you know what i mean totally <laughs> like nobody came up with pressing some ground beef and and, and grilling it you know and putting it on uh, a bun you know and it's amazing to think there was a time before the sandwich you know this, what i mean this is true it's just like we take these things for granted and yet at one point somebody had to like you know experiment and come up with the perfect combo and now it is, you know, like you said, every single place on the planet essentially oh my God, has a yeah. burger. Probably even vegan places now with the Impossible Burgers. Right, you know? and there's, there's, I mean, and, and they have made so much headway. And people eat even like a portobello mushroom and they'll do it like it's a burger. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many different things that you can do. And there's like bison burgers and buffalo burgers mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I don't know, everything. So- I'm pretty excited about Burger Day, and I know that by the end of the show today, I'm going to be more starving than usual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're if we're talking burgers with Vance, I can only imagine. <laughs> I know he's going to start talking about like the toppings he likes and like yeah, all the things. yeah, yeah. So let let me ask you: Are you and I imagine with you know the high holidays, there's probably a separate holiday for this. So forgive me if we end up retreading this. But are you a cheeseburger person or just a regular burger person? I'm a cheeseburger person. I am definitely a cheeseburger person, too. Yeah. Like for me, a burger without cheese, just it doesn't seem complete. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And, okay, are you mayonnaise on the burger? Definitely. Oh, yeah. See? Mayonnaise and ketchup. I'm not a mustard person. I love mustard on, on my burgers. A lot of people yeah. do, but... um. And it's funny, it's such a like a throwback to my childhood where I was always like, ew, mustard, I don't like it. And uh, so now I might like it. My taste buds have maybe changed, but I'm just so like, nope, no mustard. So one of these days, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it again. So um, do you have a uh, a favorite? Um, it's it's really hard to beat like a home grilled burger. But um, do you have a favorite burger from a restaurant in the area or in the country? I mean, you travel quite a bit. Is there like Connecticut has the best burger in the world? Or I don't know that they do. Yeah. I mean, I would argue like you know, I'm we've talked about the whole pizza thing before, like East Coast versus West Coast, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, East Coast. I think I really appreciate the fact 
that people all have different places, regions, restaurants have a take on their burger. Mm -hmm. I will say the burger that never disappoints, and maybe it's because I'm traveling and it reminds me of home, is a um, Shake Shack burger. Mm. Like it's there's they're in airports, so it's yeah. typically like. No, I, I still haven't tried them, but uh, they're extremely popular. The places that they exist for sure. Yep, and so I really like that. And I will also say, shout out to Wendy's because <laughs> uh, my mother is a huge fan of Wendy's. I mean, to the point where she's there like twice a week. The guy at her local Wendy's is like, "I need to offer you a job," and I was always like, "Ha ha, Wendy's, whatever." I'll tell you what. They got a good burger. Yeah. I mean, like, the lettuce is crisp. The cheese is melted. I mean, it's it's actually a really fresh-tasting burger for a fast food place. Hmm. But otherwise, I do like exploring uh, my two sons. They like going to burger places and trying yeah. different things and variations. And so, you know, that's that. What about you? When I was growing up, I was all about the Whopper. And I still think that's a great, you know, fast food burger. Um, but now, of course, living up here, I'm all about the Dick's <laughs> Burger. Yeah. I think just because they just do it right and they do it right every time. And it, it's great uh, as far as a fast food burger goes. And, you know, In-N-Out, uh, I would say, is at least as good uh, as for a fast food burger. So if I'm in L.A., I usually stop in and get an in and out. And of course, they're all over the West Coast now, but not up here. I know. Um, But they are really good. And uh, for something a little more elevated, I like You Need a Burger in Fremont. I think that's, uh, you know, one of the best um, slightly deluxe (laughs) burger places that that there is. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to have to check out that one. You said it's in where? Fremont. All right. I'm going to check it out. And uh, you're right about In-N-Out. I would say that In-N-Out and Shake Shack, to me, same satisfaction level, uh, for sure. And a Whopper? Never got into a Whopper. But I respect it. You know, I've, I mean, for me, just like of all the fast food, food burgers, it was like everybody seemed like was like a, a Big Mac fan, which I never understood because it was like, an extra bun? I, when, I, when I'm having a burger, I've never thought, I really wish you know this had this more bur- bun. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know what this burger needs? Right. This burger needs more bun. But, but lettuce, tomato, pickle, for me, that's what you need on a burger for sure. Yeah. All right. I respect yeah. it. Uh, okay. The last holiday, holidays, that we're going to celebrate today, and this one is kind of cool. Uh, all the kids are doing it. It's hip and happening. Uh, <laughs> secondhand wardrobe day. That's right. When you've had too many burgers and you need to expand your wardrobe and expand your waistline, right? Uh, then secondhand wardrobe day. Perfect. Right? So that means hit your favorite thrift store, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. it is, uh, or I look guess- online for used oh, clothing deals. There are so many. Uh, I guess this holiday was created- uh, with the idea of the environment and, you know, reuse, recycle, um, upcycling, and, you know, realizing that, like, fast fashion is not great for the environment on a bunch of different levels. And so it's about, uh, especially as we're heading, uh, you know, in a month or so here into fall, instead of just throwing away the clothes that maybe your kids have grown out of or you've grown out of because you've had too many burgers, um, you know, the ones that are still serviceable, donating them, 
uh, to a local thrift shop or to, uh, you know, someplace that people are in need of clothes or if they're in really good shape. There are so many different consignment shops. And, you know, honestly, I I consign some of my clothes and I make a decent amount of money doing it. Um, and I typically just end up spending it right back at the consignment store. And so, you know, it, it all washes out. And uh, it's a great way to know that you're going to be uh, making a little money and also cleaning out your closet. And then it's also helping people. It's a good deal. Um, and so many people have so many clothes. Are you a thrifter at all? I, you know, I, I don't typically go to thrift stores to buy clothes. Um, but, uh, I do buy, you know, secondhand items like from eBay or mm-hmm. Poshmark or places like that yep. online quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never used to, I didn't grow up doing it and, uh, I have come to appreciate it the especially uh frankly more deluxe items clothing items that yeah. you know like a handbag that I would never spend the kind of money that they go for in full retail and yet it's like ooh I can carry this bag it's in great shape because let's face it the people that can afford the bag at retail you know they probably have a bunch more like it and they're treating it pretty and you know pretty well um and so, and other clothes, and there's so many great things out there where you can, uh, you know, find a consignment item so that if you're looking for a prom dress and you need a steal or a homecoming dress or something for a wedding, uh, you know, there's a lot of really good options out there. So, so it's for the environment. So, you know, if you need to go thrifting, remember, it's, it's to leave less of a carbon footprint. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not just about carbon, though. I mean, it's actually shocking the environmental footprint of the fashion industry on the world. I mean, there's a whole lot of pollution that you wouldn't even think about, uh, you know, inks and dyes and stuff, uh, you know, seeping into water and stuff. And of course, we try and keep it positive and this is the right. fun show. So I won't go into all of that, but it, it does have a big uh, you know, environmental footprint that, uh, you know, if you can reduce your fast fashion and, uh, you know, try and keep things for a little bit uh, longer period of time, or, you know, if you're always into changing it up, then, you know, secondhand for sure can be very beneficial for everybody. Yeah. And there's a trend right now that's going on out there, uh, at least for three of my kids, uh, three of the four, they're all really into thrifting anyway. You know, like my son is sporting these random I. Uh, ironic t-shirts it's like bill for sheriff i'm like who's bill he's like i don't know and then you know like happily married for 30 years and i'm like dude i've been happily married for 30 years so so give me that shirt so give me the shirt (laughs) it wouldn't fit uh you know so there's you know that and then the things that they find and that they enjoy uh you know it's kind of cool seeing them rediscover some of this stuff and the fact that they're doing it because it's fun it's cheap they don't have the money to do it uh, and they recognize the benefit, and they're so much more aware of this, the environmental impact that they have on the world than any of us were. But, you know, again, to quote Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. So now you know. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, make yourself a whiskey sour when you get home. Uh, fire up the grill. Have a good burger or order one in from a local restaurant and go through your closet and uh, see what things you can maybe get rid of and drop off to either a charity or to a thrift store. 
I like it. So let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll actually talk about what today's topic is, which is Spider-Man versus Superman. Think. Ooh, yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Keep Can't listening. Wait. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then, I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I'm Stacy Heller, joined, of course, by my co host. Hey, it's me, Eric Ryder. So today's topic that we're talking about is something that is very important. Mm. Yes, it is not war and peace, but is it? It's Spider-Man versus Superman. Yeah, Spider-Man v. Superman. And, uh, you know, of all the recent controversial Supreme Court rulings, I got to say this one really shocked me. I mean, I, (laughs) I agree with you entirely. So we didn't really talk about, you know, like if our angle was from the comic books, which is, of course, is where they originated. That's true. You you came up with this topic. I so did. Th- what what was your thinking behind that? So I feel like aside from I need to fill a wheel with some words, <laughs> there was that. I feel like people are a fan of one or the other. And I notice that when it comes to superheroes, mm. and especially those two, that you're either a Superman fan or a Spider-Man fan. And I don't know if that's true. I don't dabble at Comic-Con and, like, you know, I don't hang out in necessarily I feel like it's it's more you're either a Marvel fan or you're a DC fan. And Spider-Man is maybe the best-known Marvel character and Superman still maybe the best-known DC character. So, see, you're bringing in the elements that I wasn't thinking of Mm. uh, in terms of Marvel versus DC. Uh, Now, the comic books, maybe you know some of this stuff because I don't know these things. My brother was – he collected both. I think Superman edged out Spider-Man for him in terms of which he preferred Um, because he kind of liked the – I don't know why I think – Superman feels more science fiction-y or outer spacey than um, Spider-Man because goodness knows that the villains in the Spider-Man comics and movies, etc., are out right. there. S- Superman came from space and Spider-Man, you know, came from New York. So, and, I, you know, I can see right off the bat where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. So Slightly more science fiction, even 
But, I mean, both are really just fantasy totally. stuff. Yeah. Totally, totally. So I grew up with him collecting the comic books. And, you know, that was always an interesting thing to see. And the fact that there is so much material with origin stories and these characters that has stayed still so relevant from all these years later uh, that has created, like, these massive blockbuster movies and all the different iterations. I mean, I think about the Marvel Universe and, you know, specifically, and the TV shows that, you know, have come out that they've, you know, fleshed out some of the maybe... Uh, not lesser characters, but the ones that maybe they're ramping up more awareness about. It's very strategic. It's very interesting to me. Um, Did you read comic books when you were a kid? I did. I think I found one on the ground, like as a, maybe a seven-year-old or something like that. And, and I think it actually was a Spider-Man comic. Uh, so I, I got into them, um, and it, it was probably a long time before I could actually purchase one myself. But all through probably junior high, I was, I wouldn't say obsessed, but uh, it was definitely a regular thing. And then high school, I felt a little bit embarrassed, <laughs> like in comics, <laughs> just because you know how peer pressure is. Of course. But after I graduated and I had some pocket money, I went through a big comic phase, um, and it didn't hurt that we had a great comic book store uh, near to where I was living that I was able to just go get my fix like weekly and just spend all my money on comics yeah. for a little while. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're like serials, you know, like it's like the series that they have. Um, and, you know, it's like you got to find the, the issue that you're missing and the whole thing. And I mean, it's really brilliant. I don't know who invented comic books to begin with. I mean, obviously comic strips, but um, the full out, the full on books, which uh, like the movies and stuff. Like I think about uh, that angle. Do you like seeing them come to life via like television? Like I think about all the different iterations of Superman that I know, right? Mm -hmm. So there's everything from, um, you know, uh, Christopher Reeve as Superman. Yeah. There's like Justice League that I think of like right. Superman. There's uh, the show Smallville that is basically like akin to Superman. And so there's all these different iterations. And then, of course, there's the original comics. Uh, what do you like? So for me, as far as reading comics goes, I was all about the Marvel comics. I love the X-Men Loved Spider-Man, loved Alpha Flight. That was the first Canadian superhero team, by the way. Wow. <laughs> um, at least in Marvel. But as far as what was on TV, there really wasn't much in the way of Marvel stuff on TV. It was all like Super Friends, uh, you know, which was Justice League, uh, right. but made even, you know, more child-friendly. But I love that between the ages of like three and eight or whenever it went off the air. I was all about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the Superman movies came out with Christopher Reeve. Uh, and I love those, uh, you know, especially those first two ones. Um, and they really kind of set the standard for, you know, for superhero movies for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of imitators, but most of them were pretty bad. And then the um, the Batman movies came out when I was in high school that uh, uh, 
uh, that. Uh, oh, um, Mike. Stuff. Tim Burton. Is Tim Burton. Who I was trying to think about. Yes. Yeah. So and those so those kind of set the standard. Uh, than for superhero movies in, you know, the late 80s. I like those both a lot, but then <laughs> they were so successful and Tim Burton left and Michael Keaton left and you had really cheesy follow-ups uh, with Joel Schumacher and stuff. Yeah. And, they, and I, then I was like, okay, well, maybe we've seen the last <laughs> of superhero movies. And I was still like thinking, boy, it's a shame that they never made, you know, a good Marvel movie before we've killed off right, <laughs> superhero right. films. But then Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies uh, in the early 2000s came out, and those were far better than the Superman movies or the Batman movies or anything that, that had come to- before. As that far was Tobey Maguire first? Tobey Maguire, yeah. yeah. The, and those were the first two of those, too. Were fantastic, and that really it kind of showed that uh, hey, you know, superhero movies can be blockbusters. And the X Men movies came out, and they were pretty good, not as good as the Spider Man ones. Yep. But you know, uh, it just showed hey, you know, you could actually make these with good effects now, and and reclaim uh, even really big budget. Um, and then you know, we've gone from there where like. Everything is Marvel now, it seems like. it's crazy. It's like, yeah, it's way more successful than I ever expected. And there's such universal appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, it's people of a certain age or it's guys versus, uh, you know, gals. Uh, it's it's everyone. It's anyone. There's, you know, um, and the influence is everywhere. I was having a conversation with uh, a guy who's a friend of our family, and he's actually... Um, now in the uh, WWE, yeah, uh, and we were talking about you know the kind of uh, character that he's going to be, and mm-hmm. and you know he's he's as talk- a wrestler, as a wrestler, wrestler. yes, uh-huh. as a pro. Thank you for clarifying. And you know he cited uh, he's a bad guy. That's that's what his thing is. You got to play a role. You got to play basically. a role. Exactly. And it was interesting because the bad guys that he chose were the uh the misunderstood guys that are like, you know, uh through a series of hard knocks and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny having him. It wasn't like heroes of like popular classic fiction. It was like from superhero movies right. and primarily from uh in his case Spider-Man. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I'd say Marvel, if there's one like big criticism of them as far as the MCU goes, it's that their uh, their villains are too likable. <laughs> they spend too much time getting you to uh, have empathy for the villains and explain why they're being so villainous. Um and uh, sometimes you just want an evil jerk that gets pounded yes, and, <laughs> by and, the hero. <laughs> and that's such a good point. And that is, in a way, I think uh, his point, I was like, I get this because in terms of like a career choice, right. if you're playing this character, you can have a redemption arc. Yep. And so there's more growth opportunity within than what he's doing. Uh, but you're right. And, and that's exactly probably why he cited the those particular villains from those movies so yeah it's so interesting um and uh okay so we've we've talked about the whole marvel versus dc who do you think would win in a fight 
oh, in a fight, well, Superman is essentially God. So he's <laughs> he's all powerful, and so he wins in anything. And that's the problem. That's why I I I, I kind of like Spider Man a lot more because he deals with real problems, even though he's got you know fantastic powers. You know he's strong and he can leap on buildings and he's got webs and all this stuff. When it comes down to it, like Superman can pretty much defeat anybody, and they you know they had to come up with you know something a weakness for him mm-hmm. because it was getting boring uh so they came up with kryptonite but i mean it's right. so after the fact he he doesn't really have any real problems and he doesn't you know he's basically unstoppable so in a fight superman all the way i yes i mean cuz that's just as you say that's how it was constructed basically yeah. all right now what about alias alias like they're alias, like oh, as far as Clark Kent versus Peter versus Parker. Versus Peter Parker. Again, I I feel like Superman's alias Clark Kent is kind of like a clothes hanger, you know. Yes. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a lot of personality. No. They both. It's interesting that they both worked in the media for newspapers. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parker was a uh, photographer, and Clark Kent was a mild mannered reporter. <laughs> Um, Thank you for adding the mild mannered. <laughs> and I, I think those those Richard Donner Superman movies actually does a pretty good job of fleshing Clark Kent out a little more, making him a little more interesting than they did in the comics or as far as what I've read. Uh, but Peter Parker from the get go is an interesting guy. I mean, first of all, he starts when he's a teenager, right? So he's got high school problems to deal with, you know, bullies and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, he's trying to make a living, barely scraping by in New York as a photographer and taking pictures of Spider-Man, who right. he is Spider-Man, of course, um, and a boss that hates <laughs> Spider-Man. Right. So it's really, it's a rich tapestry of a character there that uh, I think, you know, uh, Mike Ditka and Stan Lee, who created Spider-Man, just really were really smart in, you know, giving a superhero, a real life, you know, that just made him more relatable. I agree. I totally agree. I I mean, and all of the, you know, kind of the movie and uh, literary tropes that you have, you know, and it's like man versus, uh, you know, man versus bad guy, man versus nature, man versus, you know, money, man versus woman, <laughs> like all of those things. And so everybody can find something to relate to. Yeah. Which is, you know, just amazing. Um, and I also like that uh, I will say that I consistently have liked with Tobey Maguire and uh, and then Andrew Garfield and then uh, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. I like the kind of uh, wink and nod that they have with, you know, that leeway that they're given with the character. And, right. that, you know, he's kind of uh, he's a saucy guy. What I like about Tom Holland's portrayal, and I do have my issues with these some of the more modern Tom Holland <laughs> version of Spider-Man movies, but we don't have enough time on this show, nor <laughs> the interest in anybody hearing me geek out to that extent. <laughs> so I'll just say what I do really like about him is that he has an enthusiasm that's infectious. And if you're a teenager and you got these superpowers and you were hanging out with your heroes who are superheroes, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, people you admire, like Iron Man, you would be like just over the moon excited, you know, even when the the dark stuff happens, it's still like just wow, you know, yep. 
I, I can't believe this crazy world I'm in, as opposed to, you know, I, I like the Tobey Maguire uh, uh, version of Spider-Man, and I and I think those movies may even be slightly better. Um, but I, his his portrayal is a little more put upon, a little more angsty. like angsty. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I, it's two sides of the same coin. But uh, I, you know, I think Tom Holland's you know enthusiasm and and, and awkwardness and charisma and awkwardness. Yeah, really. Um, and, and is beautiful. I I would agree with that. Uh, I I like the awkwardness because again, it's the sort of that teenager, and it reminds me of like you know a puppy that has these like big paws, right? And it's like don't really know where uh, you're you end. And with all these new powers and these ex- new experiences, it's like he doesn't know where this power ends and he's like still right. trying it out. And so I agree. And and I appreciate the fact that, you know, Tom Holland may be bringing his personal uh, take to it that he's like, holy cow, look at who I'm acting with. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. I don't know how I caught this brass ring. But honestly, that is authentic to the experience of, of Spider-Man working with these other and it's authentic in the comics as well. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So I guess we're both Spider-Man fans? Yeah, we're Spider-Man fans. But yeah, we both still have appreciation for Superman as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like he's kind of like- Why not both? Why not both? <laughs> Honestly, the world could use both. So there you go. Any other final thoughts on Spider-Man versus Superman? I think that's all the time we have. <laughs> and I'm a little bar- embarrassed that I've geeked out as much as I Are you I kidding? I, this episode. I uh, love it. But uh, and, I, and I happen to agree with all the things that you said. You're just far more articulate about it. So uh, I'm thrilled that you geeked out because you explained it really well. And I got to say, yes, I agree. All awesome. Right. So- uh, keep listening, and when we come back, of course, we're going to be joined by Vance Dingfelder of Dingfelder's Delicatessen and Nourish Catering. He is our superhero. That's right. The right. Lord of the Sandwich. Exactly. Sandwich we'll be- Man. I love that. The we'll hero right hero. Oh my gosh, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. We are uh, getting geared up for this, our favorite section of this show, really, I feel like each week. And, you know, speaking of superheroes, right? That's right. I mean, who is the hero of the show? The hero of the hero, if you will. Exactly. (laughs) A.K.A. the Lord of the Sandwich. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Vance Stingfelder from Dingfelder's Deli and Nourish Catering on the line for What Are We Eating? So what are we eating? What are we going to eat tonight? Okay, it has to be, uh, you know, it's, it's National Burger Day, 
for goodness sake. That's right. Okay? So, I mean, how could we not have a burger? It <laughs> sounds oh, pretty but, good. You know, although we, we could really play with it, right? Um, Stacy, yes. what's your favorite burger? I mean, do you have a favorite burger in this city? Uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that I tend to stay really too local to where I am on the east side to have explored sure. um to explore places in Seattle. Uh-huh. Um you know so I'm who, open who, to who's suggestions. Your who's your favorite? Uh do you have one? I like the burger at Jack's. There you go. There you go. Jack's burger is money. Don't you agree? I I mean yes. I'll have to try that. It's money and it's money. It is, it is not an inexpensive burger. But worth however, it. However, I've never had a bad burger at uh, Jack's Grill. Exactly. Uh, I'm sold. Right? Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and I've actually gone, you know, and, and it's a steakhouse. I mean, you really started out at a steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, and, and, it's, and, and <laughs> we could spend the whole show talking about Jack's, and I'm sure they would love it. Um, Jack's is, I, I enjoy Jack's. It's, it, for what it is. This Jack they, isn't in a box, by the way. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, we gotta, we gotta crank that crank and let you out of that box, okay? <laughs> That's all right. Because, because that, um, yeah, Jack's is something that you should know about. It's a, it's a really good go-to place for a good steak and vegetables. And if you're, you know, low carb in it, it's great. They have amazing burgers. Um, their their weekend their weekend menu is really good for brunch, and they do a great job. And I have a lot of respect for them, and I've always liked them. Their wedge salad is money. Okay, wait, they got, but they're not the sponsor of the <laughs> right? show. You're the sponsor yeah, of the show. Suddenly, we're doing a commercial for listen, Jacks and not. No, no, I, listen, I, Jacks Grill spelled J A K S. Yep, and there's one and they in have three locations. Yep. They they do a great job, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Now, now let's get get, get over here to Dingfelders and her. <laughs> exactly. I'm like. Hey. Okay. So I don't have a burger at Dingfelders. In fact, I was looking at um, at uh, New York City delis and menus, and you know they do have you know how they have the big diner menu, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. If you, you know where you can get you know blintzes at three o'clock in the morning. So at Sarge's they have burgers, and but the Pastrami Queen doesn't have burgers, and Katz's doesn't have burgers, and so I'm kind of right. like going, I don't need a burger. However, I'm I'm very partial to the burger because I grew up in Jan's Ice Cream Parlor, as you know. Yep. And and the first thing I ever did as a kid was roll hamburgers, and. You know, it's always been a thing for me because it, we, we had one of the best burgers around. And it was a smash burger on a griddle, but it wasn't a smash burger. We left them about a half an inch thick, almost three quarters of an inch thick. Wow, that's And thick. they were really juicy and really good burgers. So I really worked at, I used to make mini burgers like dollhouse burgers when I was working at 16 years old. <laughs> make little Little teeny... Like sliders. Uh, like, no, 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 no. Smaller than tiny, sliders? Like the size of a quarter. Okay. Oh my. And I would, I would cut the bun. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'd put little food, right? That's a, that's a trend on, like, Snapchat and, no, and TikTok. I, I, yes, it is. It is a trend. And I even 
I did. I, I, I should send you a picture. Yes. I, I did it, you know, 40 years ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at that. I, I used to make little teeny bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> okay. Wow. And, yeah, because there would always be a little bit of meat left over. Right. And then you could eat chopped meat raw and they call it chopped meat, not ground beef. And I would take the little pieces that were left over and I'd make little teeny burgers. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) As usual. Nourish catering. We have amazing sliders. Our sliders. And we always have. Since 2013, bigger than a quarter, I hope. I've been. Oh, they're they're you know they're wonderful. They are. I mean, it, it, I've it, had it, them many times. And you know, I, I listen. If I like it, and I I'm a pretty good connoisseur on food. There, it's a really good burger, and people compliment it all the time. And there's certain there's certain parameters that make a good burger. You obviously have to have good meat, right? And then it becomes, what are you putting on the burger? Because it, it's so many different ways. I mean, I personally, I mean, I like, you know, a bacon cheeseburger with fried onions. Mm. That's really my fave. I don't necessarily need pickle on it, although it, pickle isn't bad. And it's got to have ketchup. And it's got to have Heinz ketchup. Excuse oh, me. yes, I okay. agree. Because, you know, that's just how it is. That's, you know, that's comfort for me. And... You know, at my old man's place, we had a fondue burger, which was American and Swiss. Oh, and by the way, I am an American cheese guy. Yeah, that's right. The American (laughs) cheese, not the American cheese product or food product. That's the difference that you really have to look out in the store. If you look at, if it says American cheese, like Land O'Lakes or Boar's Head or Kraft, Right on it, it will say American cheese. That's actually cheese. But if it says cheese product, that one word product, mm. it's not cheese. They allow for more oil and more water in it, and it's it's really imitation cheese. That's like so at the people, movie theater when, when they people, say yeah. buttery <laughs> topping or butter. Yeah, right. There you go. Butter or buttery topping. Yep. You know, so Kobe beef. I'm a, I'm a big fan, right, yep. of American-style Kobe beef. And the, the, the beef that I use is from Snake River Farms. And I make sliders. They're two-ounce sliders, and I put it on a brioche bun. And they got to be charcoal, charcoal cooked. Now, if you're making a smash burger, it doesn't have to be charcoal cooked. The seasoning in a burger... At home, I like to put Worcestershire and onion. When I'm making a burger, it's straight burger, salt and pepper. Mm. That's it. It's all you need. If it's good meat, you'll taste the meat. Again, American cheese, bacon, and then let's talk. You want to have a whole show about bacon? Yeah, we could. What's your favorite bacon, Stace? Where do you get it? Uh, Anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a favorite bacon? <laughs> no, not everybody is, bacon. is a connoisseur like you are. I'm, I'm just not like, a connoisseur. I'm just a picky guy. Okay, well, I'm like bacon? <laughs> Yum. Yeah. Done. Okay, well, you got to get thick bacon. Really good bacon is Beeler's. B-E-L-E-R-S. Beeler's. And, you know, Daly's is okay. But, you know, you know there's, there's so many good bacons out there. It's really 
phenomenal. Hamplers is good, right? Um, even Hormel Black Label is okay. 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 It's okay. In a pinch. I like thick bacon. How do you like your bacon cooked? And you cannot lie. Or, or <laughs> crispy or a little done? Uh, I like it crunchy. You do? Yeah. Okay. Eric? Uh, yeah, if I'm going for American bacon, I like it to have a little bit of crispness to it. Okay, what do you mean American bacon? What, where are you going? What, Canadian bacon? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I mean, other countries have a different cuts yes. that, like Irish bacon, uh, or sometimes known as a rasher, I think is my favorite for, like, breakfast, but as far uh-huh. as for on top of a burger, like an American crisp uh, b- crisp bacon American would be bacon great, is, yeah. is the way to go. Okay. We need to do a show on bacon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there's, right. there's lots more to say than you, you might think, for sure. We, You're right can, there, sir. We can really have fun with bacon. I'm just saying. Bacon and bacon grease. Oh, by the way, did I tell you you got to take the bacon grease and rub it on, rub it on the, uh, the bun? And wow. then you put the what? bun in the pan? Yes. Wow. Mm. And then how about you take some half sour you know what a half sour pickle is yes and you, you kind of dice it up mm-hmm. right and you put that on there but the best part about the bacon is the bacon onion jam i make bacon onion jam I caramelize the onions and i take five pounds of bacon that has been cut into lardons you know what lardons are small little thin pieces okay and i and i and i cook it down in a big brazier, you do five pounds of bacon, you save the fat, you put the onions into that, and then you season the onions and you caramelize the onions. And how you caramelize the onions is you let all the water cook out until you're just left with the sugar from the onions. That's why I use Walla Walla Sweets, because there ain't no better onion than a Walla Walla Sweet. Okay. Wow. Wow. We just... Shots fired. Shots fired. Tears shed. I mean, that's like Chicago pizza. It's onion. So, you caramelize those onions and you keep caramelizing them, caramelizing them, caramelizing them till it's literally sweetness. That sweetness and spiciness with the bacon. And then you take the bacon and the bacon that you've cooked, you process it in a food processor, and you mix the two together. And it makes like a jam, it spreads on the bun. And you put it on the bottom bun. And you put the burger on it with the cheese, bacon on top of that, the half-sour pickle relish, and a shot of ketchup. And the ketchup has to squeeze out when you put the top on. So That's my burger. All right. Sounds amazing. I have a better idea. <laughs> I go to Nurse and order them. I'm going to go to Nurse and I'm going to order them. <laughs> You gotta order, you know, three dozen minimum. Well, that's like, fine. Like White Castle, like White Castle, buy them by the sack. Perfect. Like White Castle burgers. Uh, you know what? Th- that's what I'm gonna do. And now I want a burger, and now I might have to go to Jack's because. <laughs> how, about, how about how about how about a double double whopper with cheese, extra cheese, no pickle, no tomato. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not giving Burger King and McDonald's and Jack's all this time. <laughs> I am. I want my Dingfelder's delicatessen food, and I want my Nourish catering food, yeah. and end of story. So, yeah, so all right. You know, you know what they had on the menu at Sarge's? A pastrami burger. Wow. That sounds great. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's, 
All right. Not so bad. So <laughs> if you we need a, research, if you need research and development done, Eric and I are happy to help you out. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, we you know. We do some QC. Aren't yeah, exactly. Are supposed to do a show here? Yes. Is supposed to be a show down here or something? I, yes. Well, weren't you supposed to bring us food this week? <laughs> it wasn't this week. You I, said last week. It was next week, I said. Uh, you said next week, last week. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, that was this week. Yeah, well. That becomes this week. Well, yeah, it, it basically, it, it's a never-ending it, it thing. It's a tough week. Why is it a tough week, Stacey? You tell me. Um, Why is it a tough week? Because you are very booked with very We're important really things. We're really busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I got a, I got a wedding this weekend. Oh, interesting. Uh, yes. I, I may or may not know something about that wedding, but... Is it May? Is it May already? I, may I? It, right? So, all right. Well, as always, it is such a pleasure to chat with you, Vance. Uh, I love you both. Oh, yeah. I mean, guys, if you are interested in having quality food and an awesome food experience, then definitely go to Dinkfelder's Delicatessen. Check out... The menu online at dinkfelders.com and also check out all the other things that Vance and his team can do through Nourish Catering. Thanks, Vance. God bless you guys. Eat well, always. Uh, always. <laughs> Gotta get some bacon. Making bacon. Need exactly. the grease. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. I'm starving now. I- <laughs> I need like, that burger, but I also need a, a Dingfelder sandwich. So I, I think we got to wrap up the show so I, I can hit the road and we totally do get some get some nosh. Let's, Since Vance did not bring in the food, like he promised, <laughs> but we're not bitter, not at all, not no. at all. All right. Uh, so should we figure out what we're doing? Yeah, let's find out what we're talking about next week. Dun, dun, dun. All right, here's one I can get behind and uh, am definitely happy to talk about. Top five favorite albums. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, this is going to be a really hard one and that I'm going to have to spend the whole week actually thinking about this because if I just say top five favorite albums off the top of my head, I'll be kicking myself for the week after that I didn't mention, right. you know, a, a particular favorite. There's going to have to be the whole like editor's note like in newspapers. Yeah. And, All right. And five is, wow, that's brutal. I, yeah. <laughs> that, right? I mean, that's like keeping it really, I mean, yeah. tight. All right. Well, this cool. This is Desert Island Disc kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. All right. Well, then, uh, so next week we're going to talk about uh, each of our favorite top five albums. And, and if you want to send us your list of your top five favorite albums, we'd love that. Yeah, we'll take suggestions. Remember, you can uh, let us know that by texting or leaving a voicemail at 475-999-2726. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week.